Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, I've hinted at it, but uh, I think it's probably time now to say something. I'm not alone. NHS providers Captain Mannering signalled as much when he told Sky News on Sunday that he was, and I quote, incredibly frustrated that Mr Javid refused to sign up to a long-term plan for NHS recruitment when it was blindingly obvious that it was needed to fill the gaps in the workforce. There's a lesson in basic politics here. Politicians won't sign into a law a requirement for ministers to have an annual workforce plan. They won't because they won't bind future parliaments, particularly to a pledge that has such a huge financial ramification. So what happens now? It looks to me the central issue is the relationship between number 19 and the NHSE board and their competence. Alas, it doesn't strike me as being much cop and it's likely to get worse. A new chair, Richard Meddings, and there's a link to his CV, has been appointed. He knows nothing, diddly squat about the NHS and social care, and looking at his career, I bet the farm he enjoyed the benefits of private medical care. The select committee have reservations about his appointment, but they're powerless to stop it. He was financial director at Standard Charter and left after a period of high losses, a rights issue and a cancelled dividend for the bank. There's not one line in his impressive corporate CV that I can see has any connection to public service or civil society. The rest of the board, with the notable exception of Aradazi, all corporates. The former COO at NHS England is now Chief Executive and has hardly hit the ground running. Right or wrong, the impression she gives is when number 19 says jump, she asks how high off the ground. The NHS looks to me like it's being run from the DH badly and the DH is being run by number 10 badly. The problem is this, none of these people are bad people. I'm sure they want to do the right thing and service is seductive. The problem is none of them have the experience or the gravitational pull to be able to drag the NHS out of the hole we're all watching it slip into. There's nothing in their collective experience that has prepared them for the task they're facing. Captain Mannering is right. The key issue is workforce. At this critical time, there is no plan for the future of the workforce. How any board serious about its governance and business can accept this, I don't know. Without a workforce plan, the recovery plan, with probably another 5 million hidden patients yet to come forward for treatment, is worthless. The plans to bring social and healthcare together with an estimated 100,000 care vacancies, are pointless. Why is the board, its leadership, executives and non-executives, why are they silent on the biggest challenge the NHS is facing and indeed the biggest problem all health systems are facing? There's a foolish assumption that we're in some way impervious to the international forces buffeting workforce. There's a global bow wave of post-COVID demand and a dearth of qualified people to deal with it. 
Writing in the Paywall Telegraph and reported in the Independent, and I'm linking to it in the e-letter this morning, number, nine, number 19 said, the NHS aimed to recruit 10,000 more nurses from overseas and 5,000 more healthcare support workers by the end of March to increase capacity. By the end of March, that's in 44 days time. It's a ludicrous promise. It takes at least four weeks to get a standard DBS check, never mind all the rest of the palaver. As Nuffield's Claudia Leone points out, don't forget there's accommodation, flights, language lessons, the objective structured clinical examination, tuition program, fees specific to non-EEA nurses, alongside other expenses of inducting and mentoring nurses from abroad and as the competition for nurses supply gets tougher, paying for health surcharge and visa fees. I've seen nothing in NHSE or eyeball papers nor any member that gets anywhere near saying all bets are off until we know where the staff are coming from. The NHS, the people in it, the front line, the back office, everyone has to believe the board has their back. Alas, it looks more like the board just back off. They must challenge stupid meddling promises about recovery, recruitment and social care that cannot be kept and will lead the public to believe it's the NHS that has failed. The choice for the NHSE board is simple. Bravery or political bravado. Thanks for listening.